In lonely shadows when the moon is high, an evil presence stirs. A creature older than time is awakened by the whispers of the night. It lurks in your darkest dreams. Its eyes are pools of crimson that pierce the darkness. They watch unblinking from the depths of your nightmares. Veins pulsate beneath its skin, an eerie dance hinting at the unfathomable power it conceals. It is drawn to the echoes of despair, the unspoken grief that lingers in the air like a haunting melody. The mere brush of its unseen presence can send shivers down your spine, for it's a harbinger of the macabre, a creature that feasts on the sorrow that dwells within the human soul. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. This week we are discussing the Pisacha, a flesh-eating demon from the depths of Indian folklore. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com, such as Destination Terror, You can listen to a new episode every week as I take you to horrifying destinations both real and mythical. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. You can now find Freaky Folklore videos on YouTube as well. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. Kashmir, India located in the northern part of the Indian subcontinent, is a region known for its breathtaking natural beauty. The region is surrounded by the majestic Himalayan mountain range, with snow-capped peaks that create a stunning backdrop. Dal Lake, with its crystal clear waters and iconic houseboats, is a signature feature of Kashmir. The floating gardens and vibrant markets on the lake offer a unique and serene setting. The Jhelum River flows majestically through the valley, winding its way amidst the lush greenery and scenic mountains of Kashmir. Several bridges span the Jhelum River, connecting different parts of the valley. But even beauty and nature can turn quickly. The day the relentless rains began, Kashmir transformed into a watery nightmare, its peaceful landscapes succumbing to the fury of the monsoon. Eight-year-old Maya's parents, like many others, initially underestimated the impending disaster, hoping to weather the storm inside the comforting walls of their modest home. As the rain intensified, the riverbanks swelled, breaching their usual boundaries. The Jhelum River, once a source of serenity for many, now surged with a fierceness that hinted at the impending tragedy. Maya's mother and father, sensing the imminent danger, made a desperate attempt, along with Maya, to seek refuge on higher ground. The water's ascent was merciless, swallowing the streets, homes, and memories in its wake. 
Maya clung to her parents amidst the rising tide, the torrential downpour drowning out their voices. Panic set in as they navigated their way through murky waters, trying to reach the safety of higher ground. As the currents grew stronger, Maya was separated from her parents when she was pulled from her father's arms. She quickly grabbed onto a branch and hung on for dear life. Her parents were still within view, and she watched helplessly as they struggled to reach her. Sadly, their efforts were in vain. As the currents continued to grow stronger, Maya watched with tears pouring down her face, mixing with the rain, as her parents were swept away. Their desperate cries lost in the roar of the rising floodwaters. Blinded by tears and with the sting of raindrops hitting her face, Maya didn't see the object that hit her and knocked her from the branch. The last thing she remembered was being pulled down into the depths of the murky, roaring water. Battered by the unforgiving elements, Maya later woke, coughing up water. She had thought she was going to die, but instead she found herself alone on a precarious rooftop, shivering and soaked to the bone. The sounds of the raging river below mingled with the cries of fear and panic from her neighbors creating a haunting sound of despair. The relentless rain seemed to wash away not only the physical structures, but also the stability and normalcy of her world. Rescue boats eventually reached Maya, plucking her from the isolated perch where she clung to the remnants of her life. Her tear-stained face, evidence of the devastating reality that had unfolded that day. Her parents' bodies were not recovered until several days after the rain relented, and the waters receded. Maya, orphaned by the flood, was taken to live with her grandmother. The loss of her parents and the move to a new village brought deep sadness and loneliness. Many years flowed by, like the waters of the Jalem after the devastating flood that changed Maya's life. Now, at the age of 17, Maya was still grappling with the profound loss of her parents. The wounds inflicted by that tragic day had yet to heal leaving long-lasting scars on her heart. Instead of growing close to her grandmother, she had withdrawn almost immediately. She was afraid of getting too close and having to endure the pain of loss again someday. In school, Maya avoided relationships as well. She had no real friends because she kept everyone at a distance. As Maya matured into adolescence, the weight of her grief was still a constant companion, influencing her every step. The once vibrant girl was now a young woman, burdened by the absence of her parents, the laughter of her childhood echoing only in distant memories. Maya's grandmother worried over her. She had tried everything she could throughout the years to draw Maya out of her reclusive shell, but had failed at every turn, sometimes being met with angry outbursts of hostility. As Maya's 18th birthday began to slowly approach, her grandmother decided it was time to force Maya to confront her loss and say goodbye to her parents. The day arrived when Maya's grandmother, with a mix of compassion and concern, invited her to visit the Shmashana once again. At first, Maya refused, but then her grandmother offered to give her a rare gift if she would go. Maya was shocked when her grandmother handed her a brand new smartphone. It's yours if you go with me to the Shmashana, she said hopefully. Maya couldn't resist. A rare smile spread across her face as she quickly agreed. 
Yes, I'll go, Nani. Maya said eagerly as she turned the phone on and began looking through it. Her grandmother smiled and her heart filled with warmth at the use of her nickname. Maya hadn't called her that in a very long time. The air was thick with a sense of ritual, the same incense and prayers that had accompanied Maya on that sorrowful day years ago. The sacred trip was meant to provide closure, an opportunity to find solace, and bid a final farewell to the lingering shadows of the past. Yet, as Maya approached the Shmashana, the scars of her loss remained fresh. She missed her parents, who had been young, and resented living with her grandmother, who was old-fashioned and had rigid rules. She felt that life was unfair, and the bitterness shown in her attitude towards her grandmother was now all she had left. She had told her grandmother that visiting her parents' memorial was a waste of time, unable to comprehend the solace it might offer. The very idea of this Mashana stirred resentment within her, a place symbolizing not just the final resting place of her parents, but also a reflection of the upheaval that had disrupted her once normal life. As Maya stood on the threshold of the cremation grounds, her grandmother, sensing the weight of Maya's emotions, approached her with a gentle touch on the shoulder. Maya, my child, she said, her voice carrying the warmth of both love and understanding. Visiting the Shmashana is not just a tradition. It's a way for us to connect with the spirits of our loved ones and find peace in their memories. Maya, however, remained resistant, her bitterness evident in her furrowed brow. It's pointless. They're gone. And no number of rituals or visits to this place will bring them back. I'd rather remember them my way. Her grandmother, wise and patient, responded with a soft smile. I know, Maya. Grief is a heavy burden, and everyone carries it differently. But this place is where we acknowledge the cycle of life and death. It's a way to keep their memories alive in our hearts, to find strength in the face of loss. Maya, conflicted, looked away, but found herself listening to her grandmother's words. The older woman continued, Your parents may not be physically here, but their essence lingers in the air, in the love they left behind. This visit is not just for them, it's also for you, a step towards healing. As Maya looked off in the distance, she was distracted by movement. She had seen what looked like a person, but not quite. It was a blurred movement, something moving among the memorials. Her raw emotions must be causing her eyes to play tricks on her. Trying to shake off the unsettling sight, Maya turned back to her grandmother, still unsure about the purpose of the visit. I just don't see how this helps. It feels like reopening wounds that never really heal. Her grandmother nodded, acknowledging the depth of Maya's pain. Healing takes time, my dear. Sometimes, facing the pain is the only way to move forward. Let's take a moment together and then decide how you want to proceed. As they stood in silence, Maya felt a mix of emotions swirling within her. The movement she had glimpsed earlier seemed to fade away, replaced by a calm stillness that settled over the Smashana. 
but Maya felt anything but calm. Her skin began to crawl as she had the sudden feeling that they were being watched. In the shadows, something evil had been lurking, a hungry presence that fed on pain and despair. It had sensed those and so many other tasty dark emotions emanating from Maya. If the entity had a stomach, it would be roaring with hunger at the scent of her bitterness. Intrigued, it watched with glowing red eyes as the veins in its forehead bulged and pulsed. As Maya and her grandmother turned to leave, it followed. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. One of the most terrifying entities in all of Buddhist folklore and the Hinduism religion is a demonic being known as the Pisacha. This sinister breed of vampiric flesh-eating monster has been compared to Satan from the Christian religion and is considered the personification of evil. The Pisacha, an entity with an age nearly equivalent to the passage of time itself, is believed to be a creation of the Hindu god Brahma. The earliest references to this vampiric being can be traced back to the Mahabharata, a Sanskrit epic that chronicles the Kuruksetra War, likely taking place around 3102 BCE. Additionally, the Veda, an extensive collection of ancient religious texts and Hindu scriptures inscribed in archaic Sanskrit during the second millennium BCE, also makes mention of Pesachas. In the perspectives of Dharmic religion and Puranic literature, these creatures are depicted as potent but lesser demons, thriving on basic emotions like fear and sorrow. The depiction of the Pisacha demon frequently includes prominent veins and red eyes, both holding profound significance in Hindu and Buddhist cultural contexts. The bulging veins are emblematic of the intense power and energy inerrant in these demonic entities, symbolizing the ferocity and passion driving their malevolent actions. In Indian mythology, these veins visually represent the strength of the Pisacha, showcasing its capacity to inflict harm. Similarly, the red eyes of the Pisacha carry nuanced symbolism, 
red universally associated with danger, anger, and malevolence, signifies the untamed and unrestrained nature of these demons. The crimson gaze mirrors their uncontrollable rage, serving as windows to their malicious intent, capable of instilling fear in those who cross paths with them. The amalgamation of bulging veins and red eyes plays a pivotal role in amplifying the eerie and threatening visage of the Pisacha demon. This combination heightens the overall sense of foreboding and terror linked to these supernatural beings, reinforcing their aura of malevolence and formidable power. The symbolic nature of these physical features underscores the inerrant danger posed by the Pisacha, emphasizing their role as terrible adversaries in both mythological stories and horror representations. Thriving in darkness, the Pisacha comes alive during the late hours, lurking in shadows to torment its victims. It indulges in a sinister process, enhancing the anguish before striking its lethal blow. While these malevolent beings can manifest anywhere, they exhibit a particular fondness for crossroads, cemeteries, crematoriums, and places where spirits undergo disincorporation from their earthly forms. Locations associated with violent deaths or profound tragedies hold a special allure for this creature that feeds on pain. In Hindu mythology, the Pisachas are often associated with femininity and have been blamed for causing various diseases. However, they are also seen as having the power to heal those affected by their influence and are sometimes offered offerings during religious ceremonies and festivals. Pisachas may deploy an array of cunning tactics, yet their primary objective remains consistent, to sow discord, instigate chaos, and inflict pain. Understanding that energy cannot be generated but only shared, stolen, or displaced, these entities infiltrate homes to corrupt positive energy, intensifying emotional devastation. Despite their potential for destruction, the methods employed by Pisachas are seemingly straightforward, targeting the most vulnerable family member. They seek entry through basic vices, like jealousy and temptation. Proficient in manipulation, this demonic entity goes as far as possessing the bodies of its victims and their loved ones, aiming to shatter trust and sever connections with those who could provide solace to the targeted individual. As the targeted infestation escalates, a Pisacha could propel the individual towards more harmful behaviors, such as excessive drinking, drug use, and indulgence in other forms of toxic pleasure. The home becomes a breeding ground for arguments and anger, fueled by the strengthening negative energy of the Pisacha. This leads to increased isolation, perpetuating a cycle that repeats incessantly. This pattern serves as a common tactic employed by the demon aiming to disrupt not only individual lives, but larger communities, and ultimately, the world. In its final stages, the negative energy spirals out of control, spilling into the surrounding community. Those attempting to offer assistance may inadvertently find themselves becoming the next victims of this malevolent force. Confronting Pisacha seems almost futile. Legends warn of death within six months upon seeing them, Supposedly, a blessed sword can vanquish them, yet the spirit lingers at the sight of its demise indefinitely. Methods to keep these malevolent beings at bay involve regular offerings, protective mantras, and most powerfully, fostering love 
gratitude, and human connections to steer clear of their shadowy influence and dwell in positivity's healing light. The Pisacha demon has become a part of popular culture, especially in horror. Whether in movies, TV, or books, it is portrayed as a frightening entity causing chaos. In the horror film, It Lives Inside, a character named Tamira traps the Pisacha demon in a jar. This creature, known for craving human flesh, brings terror and destruction to the movie. In horror literature, the Pisacha demon is seen as a powerful enemy with supernatural abilities. Its shape-shifting and invisibility make it even scarier. The Pisacha demon is also a common theme in urban legends and ghost stories, solidifying its place in popular culture. These stories often highlight the demon's primal desires and its connection to darkness and death. The Pisacha demon's presence in popular culture fascinates people due to its terrifying nature and its role as a symbol of fear and destruction. Its portrayal in various media continues to capture audiences and adds to the world of supernatural stories. Beware the chilling presence of the Pisacha demon as it seeps into our culture through movies and horror stories. While we may enjoy the frightful tales in It Lives Inside and other literature, let's not dismiss the possibility that these horrors might have roots in reality. In the quiet corners where shadows linger, the line between fiction and truth blurs. The Pisacha, hungry for fear and chaos, might not be confined to our imagination. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com, And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. As soon as Maya and her grandmother returned home, Maya went to her room and shut the door. She spent most of her time there, writing in her journal. But now she had her phone to keep her company. She was still shocked that her grandmother had given her the phone even for purposes of bribery. Her grandmother believed that she was too young to have access to a device that provided so many gateways to the evils of the world. She said it was taboo for girls to have phones. Girls could meet boys online, run away with them, or be corrupted by online influences. 
In the kitchen, her grandmother was preparing the gravy for Maya's favorite meal of buttered chicken. The warmth of the stove was causing her cheeks to flush, so it was a surprise when the temperature in the kitchen suddenly dropped, and the room seemed to darken, as if night had suddenly begun to fall. But it was hours before sunset. She dropped the ladle into the pot and turned from the stove, half expecting someone to be standing behind her. She found that she was alone in the kitchen, but she could feel the presence of another, and her heart became heavy with dread. Remembering the words of old used to ward off evil spirits, she began to chant them. Maya was lying back on her bed scrolling through the apps in her phone when there was a knock on her bedroom door. Rolling her eyes, Maya rolled off the bed and opened the door to find her grandma on the other side. What is it now, grandma? Maya's grandmother stood at the door, a look of concern etched on her weathered face. Maya, my child, we need to talk. I sense something troubling in the air. Rolling her eyes again, Maya retorted. Talk about what? There's nothing to talk about. Just leave me alone. Her grandmother sighed, the weight of worry evident in her gaze. Maya, you've been shutting yourself away. It's not healthy. We used to share everything, but now it feels like you're slipping away. Maya scoffed, dismissing her grandmother's words. I'm not a child anymore. I don't need your constant nagging. I can handle my own life. Her grandmother, undeterred, reached out to touch Maya's shoulder. I understand you're growing, but there's something more at play here. You're not alone in this house. We're family. If something is troubling you, share it with me. Let me help. Maya jerked away from her grandmother's touch. Help? You can't help. You're just old-fashioned and you don't get it. I don't need your interference. Her grandmother's eyes reflected a mix of hurt and understanding. I'm not trying to interfere, Maya. I just care about you. There's darkness in your eyes, and I fear what it might bring. Open up. Let me be there for you. Maya, fueled by anger and frustration, snapped. I don't need you or anyone else. Just leave me alone, Grandma. With that, she slammed the door shut, leaving her grandmother on the other side, a silent witness to the growing storm within Maya's heart. She wasn't the only witness to the darkness growing in Maya's heart. The entity that had followed her home from the Smashana had taken up residence in Maya's shadow, feeding off her pain and fueling the fire. Maya felt a twinge of guilt for the way she had treated her grandmother, and in the solitude of her room, her unease lingered. The malevolent presence began to plot ways to break through to Maya's soul, where the tastiest part of her lived. It waited patiently for her to go to sleep, but not before playing a few tricks to make her weak with unease. The lights flickered in her room, causing Maya to jump. As she pulled the blankets back to climb into bed, the closet door creaked slowly open. 
Maya jumped again and then quickly shut the door. Rushing back to her bed, Maya scrambled under the covers like she did when she was little and scared of the dark. When the floorboards began to creak, as if someone was walking across them, she threw the blanket over her head. She lay there trembling for what felt like hours until she finally drifted off to sleep. In the depths of her dreams, Maya found herself alone in the dark, walking through the smashana. Fog weaved through the funeral pyres, like a snake stalking its prey. Maya stood there, in the same place where her grandmother had burned incense earlier that day. She watched the fog slithering toward her as if it was alive. She tried to step back, but she couldn't move. Her feet felt if they were cemented to the ground. The fog rose up as if staring her in the face, and then it began to transform and solidify. First, two glowing red eyes appeared, and then sharp cheekbones covered in tight red skin with bulging veins. Next, a mouth began to materialize, filled with jagged yellow teeth. Maya tried to run, and she tried to scream, but she was paralyzed completely. The thought came to her, so this is what it means when they say your blood runs cold. Once the entity had fully materialized, Maya found herself staring into the eyes of a large hideous beast, and she knew immediately what it was, a demon. It was a pisacha. She was completely helpless when it placed its hands on her face and pried open her mouth. It began sliding its hand into her mouth, and somehow, unbelievably, it reached until its entire arm was inside her. Maya couldn't breathe. She was completely helpless as the monster did the impossible and slowly climbed inside her body. Once terror pushed her to the brink of insanity, Maya woke, screaming. And just as suddenly as she woke, she abruptly fell silent and a hideous smile spread across her face. The next morning when Maya woke, it seemed like it had all been a dream. The sun shone brightly through her bedroom window and seemed to chase the darkness from the night before away. However, the darkness that had taken refuge in Maya's heart lingered like a subtle shadow. Unbeknownst to her, the malevolent entity reveled in its new possession. It had taken up residence in Maya's soul. Maya tried to shake off the unease as she got ready for the day, convincing herself that it was just a series of bizarre nightmares. As she descended the stairs, the aroma of breakfast greeted her. Her grandmother, ever resilient, was preparing a hearty meal, hoping to bridge the widening gap between them. But Maya walked right past her, ignoring the savory aromas of breakfast and opened the refrigerator where she found a package of raw mutton her grandmother had thawed to use in mutton masala later. She opened the package and quickly scarfed down three large chunks of the raw meat, while her grandmother watched in shock. Maya! She began, but Maya quickly cut her off, still harboring resentment. She mumbled a half-hearted, 
thanks, and hurriedly left for the day. With each passing moment, the entity within Maya's soul grew stronger. It fed on her anger, her frustration, and her growing sense of isolation. Maya was completely unaware of the darkness that was consuming her, and the demon inside her reveled in its newfound power. As she walked to school, the streets felt different to her, almost as if they were alive. The trees seemed to whisper. Maya, however, was too consumed by her own anger to notice. She entered her school, her eyes fixed onto the ground, brooding over her grandmother's constant nagging. She didn't notice the way the students around her moved away, sensing the darkness growing in her soul. It wasn't until she entered her classroom that she realized something was different. Her usually rowdy classmates were quiet, and they all turned to stare at her as she entered. Maya, confused, looked around the room, trying to understand what was happening. That's when she saw it, a reflection of herself in the classroom window. But it wasn't just her reflection, it was different. It was twisted, with glowing red eyes and sharpened teeth. It was the Pisacha, staring back at her from within her own soul. Maya's heart raced with fear and her breathing quickened. She knew that something was wrong with her, that the darkness had taken over. But she didn't know how to fight it. She didn't know who to turn to. As the day went on, the darkness within her grew stronger. She no longer felt in control of her own thoughts and actions. She found herself lashing out at those around her. Her anger and frustration were like a fire that couldn't be tamed. By the time she returned home, she was a shell of her former self. Her grandmother tried to talk to her, to understand what was happening, but Maya just pushed her away, consumed by the entity that had taken over. As the night drew closer, the darkness within Maya grew stronger, and the entity within her began to reveal its true intentions. It spoke to her in a voice that was not her own. Promising power and control. Just give in and I'll make all your dreams come true. You'll be powerful. You'll be feared. You'll be everything you've ever wanted to be. All you have to do is let me take control. Maya hesitated, but in the end, the darkness within her was too strong to resist. She gave in and the entity took over completely. As a dark cloud filled her mind, and Maya drifted away into it, the last thing she heard was her grandmother calling her to supper. A neighbor heard the screams and called the police. When the officers arrived, they found a gruesome scene. A fresh meal had been prepared and was on the table. At first it looked like a normal peaceful setting, until they searched the house and found a teenage girl leaning over an unconscious elderly woman. Both were covered in blood. One of the officers gagged when the realization of what he was seeing set in. The girl had ripped the woman's throat out with her teeth and was chewing on her flesh. It took six men to restrain and subdue the possessed Maya. They had to call in reinforcements to transport her safely to a secure facility. Locked within the walls of a mental hospital, Maya's worst fears had come true. 
she had lost someone else that she loved. And worst of all, she had lost her own soul. The Pisacha consumed Maya from within, and six months from the day they had visited this Mashana, Maya died. There's a moral to this story with such a terrible ending. Beware of the shadows within, for unchecked grief, anger, and resentment can summon a darkness that devours even the brightest light. In the quiet corners of our souls, confront the demons before they consume you. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Destination Terror, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to CarmenCarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Until next time, stay safe out there because this world is a strange one. (laughs) 